0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum ten dollars per order. Additional terms apply. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only 3 dollars per month.
1: Deep left field, it's gonna go! Alvarez ties the game!
0: Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Do you want to know what's going on at 1265 Lombardi Avenue? What's next for the pack? Let's check in with our green and gold insider, Ryan Wood of the Green Bay Press-Gazette. Brought to you by Thomas Marola Law Offices. Divorce, child custody, and other family law needs. Go with experience. Go with Thomas Marola. Online at MarolaLaw.net or call 414-327-5800.
1: Let's bring in Ryan Wood of the Green Bay Press Gazette, PackersNews.com, on Twitter at by Ryan, Wood. Uh, Ryan first of all, did you watch that game last night? Do we now believe the uh, the Bears are a step behind the Green Bay Packers?
0: It was quite the rock fight, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, I know, right? Um, you know, that Bears defense is awfully good, but that Bears offense is awfully bad. And the bottom line is that, you know, it's, it's a two-team race in in the NFC North. I don't think there's any question about that. I know a lot of Detroit Lions fans are, are excited this week, but we'll go we'll down there a little bit. Um, it's a two-team race. And you've got the Packers at 5-1 outscoring opponents by 38 points on the season, and that's with that rubbing in Tampa Bay. On wins this season, the Packers are outscoring opponents in wins by 66. The Bears at 5-2 have been outscored on the season by two points. In wins, they're only outscoring opponents in their five wins by 20. So these two teams are, are, are not the same.
1: The uh, the Packers, will they add anybody, do you feel, by the trade deadline that is of ilk? And by that I mean there's a lot of rumors out there about different players that are becoming available and how they would make a good fit or at least make sense for the Packers to go after in the closing window that is the Aaron Rodgers era. Do you think they make a move?
0: If the right move is out there, then then certainly I don't think that this GM is going to hesitate to make that move. It's not, it's not the Ted Thompson era anymore. They're, they're not averse to – to making end-season decisions, um, and and they're not just going to wait until the draft. If the right move is there, I do think that the free agency picture with this team complicates what they can really do because they're this is a team that's going to want to retain as many of, of their own as they can. They, they've got a, a a large talent pool here on this roster, and a lot of that talent is in the final year of its contract. We're obviously and we've talked about it for months, Bill. It's David Bocciari, Aaron Jones, Kevin King, Corey Lindsley, Jamal Williams. There's a lot of guys who are in that final year going into free agency, um, so it's not just as simple as saying, "Okay, can this guy come in and, and help you this year?" It, it, there's this spring looms over everything, and and the long-term picture of of being a, a a team that's a contender year in year out is something that every front office is tasked with with balancing. Um, so I don't think it's I don't think it's a clear no, uh, but. Certainly, it's not a clear yes, either. There, there are big-picture implications when you talk about bringing in a player like a J.J. Watt, potentially. right? Just Hypothetically, J.J. Watt set to make $17.5 million next year. That's a lot of cash for a team that's going to need as much cash flow as possible to manipulate the cap situation with, with more signing bonuses, more proration, to be able to fit as many of those free agents on their books as they can going
1: past 2020. Um, there's a lot of moving parts there. Correct me if I'm wrong, though. If you cut him loose, there is no dead dead cap space. No,
0: there's not. And I I don't know J.J. Watt's uh, structure uh, offhand. Um, The proration would would count as some dead cap. Uh, I don't know what the proration is for J.J. Watt. Um, And there's also the possibility, Bill, that they could, you know, J.J. Watt wouldn't have to do this. But if it it is him... uh, Saying okay, you know, is there any concessions that can be made here? Is there some flexibility? Um, pay cuts do happen in this league, so there's there's those considerations as well. Um, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be zero. I mean, there'd be some proration that would count as dead money, I'm sure. But um, even still, it, it, that's that's just an example of if you bring a player of that ilk in, the cash flow is is a significant consideration for a team that is looking at a lot of key free agents going off the books.
1: Uh, at what point, though, if you're the Packers, and I get it, and we keep talking about who will and will not get paid, at what point do you go for it? I mean, this has been a franchise that has basically looked at Aaron Rodgers and says, go win us one. They have done certain things to bolster, but they have, have they done that move or two that puts you over the top when you look around and you say, you know what, we have a competitive team, but we're one or two guys away from being a real championship caliber team and really hedging our bets at what point do you do that otherwise you're telling your fans we've got one superstar we'll tread water with him and maybe we'll get lucky
0: no i don't think that they really have and i i you know the reports that surfaced uh, this morning about the jets potentially maybe i mean it depends on which report you see but the jets potentially being willing to to move quinn and williams i mean that that's got to get at the, the attention of a team like the packers no no question um, and i understand that if you're a team like the Packers trying to get a Quinn and Williams. You're, you're looking at a, uh, likely a first-round pick for a guy like that. Uh, but you know they, they they've continuously have have skirted the, the the additions or making any additions at receiver. Uh, the, the talent pool at receiver is is very much in question on this team. Uh, and on the other side of the ball, a running mate with Kenny Clark on the interior of that defensive line is a massive need. So no, I, they, they, they have they haven't made that move. Um, and it, again, if that, if that move is out there to be made and, and they feel good about it, I, I don't think this is a front office that, that will hesitate to make it. The point is, is just that they have to do that while balancing the fact that they've got a lot of free agents that they're going to have to pay within the next uh, few months here.
1: Um, talk about this team and the game that they just had. They played a, a bad Texans team. And some look at it as, hey, they got the offense and such back on track. There was more flow to the offense, more rhythm, much like we saw in the first four games of the season when they were undefeated. Uh, It was a lot better. But then again, it was also against a defense that was nowhere near as good as what we witnessed in Tampa Bay. So do you consider this team back on track or do you consider this team back on track against a bad defense?
0: Both can be true. I, I think that they did what they needed to do, which is be a, what, do what good teams do against bad teams. They beat up the Texans. The Texans are a bad team. They've had just about everything go wrong in, in Houston this year, from a terrible trade to the the firing of of Bill O'Brien and, and, and needing to, to to just blow things up early on in the season. Um, they've had a, they, it's it's amazing how quickly they followed from being in the AFC Championship game last year. The, the, this is this was a bad football team that the Packers played. And they beat them soundly. And that's what good teams do with bad teams. They don't mess around with bad teams. They didn't mess around with the Texans. So I think that they did what they needed to do to get back on track. Um, I don't think that means that the next time they, they run up against a good defense, um, thinking about not just the 49ers in two weeks if they've had some injuries, but maybe later on in the season when they go travel to Indianapolis and that they've got they've got a good Colts defense, a good defense at front in Indy. Those type of opponents – there's going to be questions on how, how, how they were able as, as a unit to go against a team like that, to block up front against a defensive front with, with that much speed as they saw last year against San Francisco, as they saw against Tampa Bay. So those questions still pers- still persist. With that said, yeah, for this week, they did what they needed to do. I mean, I think they got a lot of frustration, a lot lot of pent-up anger um, that they had after Tampa Bay. I mean, they, they took it down to Houston and left it there. So uh, they, they did what they needed to do to get this thing back on track uh, for, for – for the time being.
1: Talking with Ryan, one of the Green Bay Press-Gazette and PackersNews.com did uh, how much, uh, I don't want to say a totality when it comes to numbers, but how much money is Jamal Williams making this year? We talk so much about Aaron Jones and what he's doing, but Jamal Williams is really emerging. I mean, not only in the fact that he's become a better blocker, but he's also become a better runner, even though he's not going to be the bell cow, whatever team he goes to. He's going to be a terrific two and a one-two punch. But now he's proven he can catch out of the backfield. He caught, uh, what was it, six, seven, eight passes last week and, or two weeks ago. And now he's catching four or five passes out of the backfield this week. I mean, he's, he's continuing to prove himself.
0: Yeah, you know, Bill, it's, it's amazing that you can lose a player like Aaron Jones, a dynamic playmaker like Aaron Jones late in the week and not change your game plan. And that's basically what the Packers did. I mean, they went with the exact same game plan. And That could have been a real scramble for this coaching staff. I think a lot of offenses around the league it would have been a real scramble to lose them so late in the week when when a foundation for your game plan has been set um, and and not have to not have to really change anything. That's because you know Jamal Williams isn't he's not a star. He's not uh, Alvin Kamara or Christian McCaffrey or Dalvin Cook. He's not Aaron Jones. But he's got this—he's got a lot of versatility. He's, he's that dual threat. He can—he's a he's, he's complete back, just like Aaron Jones has become. Um, and for his use in the backfield for this Packers offense, he does the same stuff. Now, Aaron Jones is the big play threat. He—he he does it better, right? But he does the same stuff, nonetheless. Um, so, yeah, I don't think there's any question that Jamal Williams is a good NFL back. You know, before the season, there's a lot of questions about, you know, A.J. Dillon, How much could he? How much could he cut into Jamal Williams' playing time? And the fact that A.J. Dillon hasn't cut into Jamal Williams' playing time at all. I mean, even even Sunday, he has five carries. He plays 22 snaps. Jamal Williams on the field for 89% of the snaps. The fact that he hasn't cut into that playing time at all is the best testament that you need to just what kind of a player Jamal Williams is at this point in his career. He's a very fine NFL running back. Not a star, uh, but a guy that can absolutely help a team get better and, and help a team win.
1: Great stuff as always, Ryan. We'll touch base, talk a little bit more about the incoming Minnesota Vikings later in the week, okay? All right, take care. Appreciate it, pal. Talk to you soon. There you go. Uh, Ryan Wood of the Green Bay Press Gazette, PackersNews.com, uh, joining us uh, as well. You can find him on Twitter at By Ryan Wood, at By Ryan Wood. Joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard, they treat you fair. 80 plus years, they've been doing it. 85 plus years. Call them 844 Pride or go to SchneiderJobs.com. 844 Pride